Zelda Volkov, and you are listening to the Oh My God podcast. This is a space where honest conversation and raw interaction takes place. In these 25 minutes, I interview badass trailblazers and industry leaders about the things that they had to overcome to achieve success, the challenges that they faced as human beings first and as industry leaders second, leaving you with actionable techniques and takeaways to implement into your life immediately, taking you from where you are right now to where you want to go. Today's guest is Misha Rubin. Misha is a husband to his husband, also named Misha, a father to adopted twin girls, and most recently, the founder of several education companies and the creator of the career elite method. Misha's unorthodox approach to work is what he's here to talk about today, and we're so excited for you to listen. Don't forget to subscribe, share this episode with your friends, and tune in next week. Now, over to Zelda. Hello. Hi. Hello. It's such an honor to have you. Thank you for doing this with me. Thank you. To start, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, your your journey and and how and what you do and how you got here? Right. Okay. So there are, there's definitely many different journeys and many different paths. So I spent um, over 20 years in a corporate in the corporate America on the Wall Street. 15 of them I work at Ernst and Young uh, in a in a in a management consulting and advisory and accounting firm. And I and I and I was a partner the last uh, years there. So I spent a lot of time. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of my years building a corporate career, and then someplace inside of me, I kind of always knew this is not it. And it's not that I didn't like my job or anything, you know. Had a lot of fun and I did a lot of great things and I produced a lot of great results. But someplace inside, I always knew that wasn't it. So this year, I left EY and I started. Um, several educational companies, but today I want to focus only probably on one aspect of it. So I developed a method that I call, that, that I named the career leap method. And everything I learned in my own career search, I, I um, distilled it into a method that helps people align with their values, understand who they really are from career perspective, where they, their contribution should be made, align with our strengths and and develop the career leap for what's next for them. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. It's so interesting because I find that that's the one, the number one thing that people um, struggle with is that they don't know their purpose and they're not in alignment with, with what, what they feel like they should be doing here or if they should be doing anything at all. And I feel like everyone is kind of in this hamster wheel. That's amazing. Yeah. And so what, what got you, what got you, into that so so let me talk a little bit about a hamster wheel because i think that's very well what got me into that because it just that's what i did for 20 years right so and suddenly i had a vision of how i could actually help others but the hamster wheel comes from a few places the way we are trained to think about our next work if you think about what's next for me we are trained to think about from our skills and experience perspective 
So if you know how to do something, you know where to do it. So then you look for a job that you can apply that skill and where that experience is useful. Now, if your skills and experience don't bring you a sense of meaning, fulfillment and satisfaction, you just keep doing this thing that you know based on skills and experience paradigm and you just keep doing that. And there is really truly no answer. No answer, well, there could be an answer for money, there could be an answer for power, there could be answer for many things. But if you didn't find meaning, fulfillment, satisfaction, probably there is no answer in that paradigm there. So that's where a lot of people are stuck, including where I was personally stuck myself. And then the other extreme, right? On the other extreme, there are these people they, that do talk about purpose and they talk about just follow your dream. So if you are, for instance, one of these people that's not very clear what's your purpose and your dream, then you literally left between rock and a hard place. You're like, either I keep doing the same thing that I know hasn't brought me, or, or I need to find my purpose and I have no idea what my purpose is. Nice. So, so that's the paradigm and that's what I call it. It's, it's just people feel stuck. Right. You know, it's just that, that level of stuckness. And you, like you freeze, like you don't necessarily know where to go, what to do. So usually people probably take the safer route uh, that produces money at least, right? And then they just kind of lose their sense of um, l like life in them, you know? That's what I, I would assume. Is that so? Is that what you find? Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's it's different for different. You know, we we know how to justify and how to explain everything, why we're not doing this and what we do that. But if we take everything aside, you know, fundamentally, people there is the experience of stuckness, and then for some, it it could be like, okay, so so I think people could be in several different places. There, there, especially with pandemic, and a lot of changes in the business and how businesses work. Some people could truly lost their jobs or could be truly for or certain careers actually are disappearing. So some people are really pushed into thinking what's next. Then there are some people that are just not happy at their job or not successful at their jobs or some, you know, something, but that they, they feel fairly acutely. And then there is another group of people that's, it's kind of, there's this subtle feeling, this is not it. And it's been there. Like, like I can talk about myself, I, you know, the way I started my career, so, um, you know, I, I got my degree in computer science and mathematics from NYU, and I also was, you know, I'm, I'm an immigrant, so for immigrants that went through college, you know, there's a big push to go and find a job and get out of college, you know, there is this particular, I think there is an extra push for immigrants okay. <laughs> to do that, yeah. and then I got my first job because everybody who was getting a job someplace, you know, but there was not a lot of thought. There was nobody told me, said, sat me down and said, said, Misha, pause. You know, you have time. You, you will be able to apply your skills in a lot of different places. Why don't we think about who you are? Why don't we think what values you have? Why don't we think about your next step, right? So the first job becomes very important because as soon as you invested into skills and experience, <laughs> it literally could take you off your path it, it, or take you to, into some other path. So for instance, my first um, decade of my career, what I, what I did is literally I, I had, you know, I took, I, I spent two years at every job. So I spent two years. It was like, literally, it was like a clock. It worked like a clock, right? So I tried that taking because I thought, well, this job, 
the first year is exciting. The next year, I'm not very happy. I'm bored. Maybe the next job will be better. So I tried that, you know. Then I tried, I was like, there were circumstances. I actually lived in London at that time. And I thought, let me just take a year off. Let me go. And I moved to Spain. I spent a let, I'll, I'll figure out what I really want to do. Maybe I'll write a book. Maybe. So I spent a year in Spain. I had like a blast. I didn't figure out what I wanted to do. So I came back to New York. And I started, I had another two-year job. Then I tried, you know, when I started to work at EY, I thought it would be a two-year job, but, you know, it ended up being a 15-year job. And then I, you know, I, and I had an experience what it is to be successful, what it is to be promoted, what it is to get raises, what it is to have more responsibility. So I thought maybe that will help. That didn't resolve that subtle dissatisfaction that I had. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll complement it by the things that I'll do inside EY. So I, you know, I, for instance, I was a partner responsible for our flexibility and work-life balance program that actually produced great results. And I was involved with some other aspects. Like maybe I should do things outside of my work right. to close that gap. So, you know, so I recorded a music album and I wrote blogs and you know, I, I, I designed a jewelry line and, you know, and I became a board member of a charity because I'm passionate about children causes. So I became a board member in charity. So I try, so, so I tried all these things to arrive to the fact that actually the way I was thinking about my career and what I'm doing, the paradigm of thinking will never result in, in the level of meaning, fulfillment, and satisfaction, the things that I care about will never result in that. So when I developed my program, so, so what I do with people, and that's what I did with myself, I built a different paradigm in which they think. So someplace deep inside of us, there is a compass that actually knows what direction we should go. I call that compass career values. And those, for some people, some people actually, we know these people, we see them. They actually know what it is or it guides them really nicely. And for some people, it sits really deep inside and all it tells us, no, this is not it. Mm, no, mm -mm, mm. but it doesn't tell us where to go. Is this like intuition? No, I, I don't call it intuition. I really think about it as, as your values, career values. values. But, but because they're not articulated, because they're not expressed in language because they're not brought from inside out. It's very hard to use it. It's very hard to apply it in life. So what I did for myself, and that's what I do with, with my students, I actually bring that, I call it the career value statement to life. So for instance, my career values are making a difference, clarity, and self-expression. So that creates a whole paradigm for me to think about what I could be doing, what could I be doing in my life? But that's a value-driven paradigm. That's, right. if you think about our skills and experience, I think about the skills as the lowest level of pyramid because the skills is like clothes. You know, they get out of fashion, they get worn out. And if we really need new clothes, we can go and buy it, right? Right. We, we, know, we know how to do that. So that's the level of skill. We can acquire new skills. And I think with the way this whole world is changing, we need to learn to acquire skills all the time. It's just given. Right. And then our experiences, if you, if you look at the layer of our experience, 
they are much more transferable than we give them credit to. We actually, if we put thought into the experiences that we had and how they can be applied in different places, they're much more transferable. Wow, that's very fascinating. So, so you have the experiences and the, um, the experiences and our skills, skills that are basically disposable and transferable and we could acquire more but your values is something that we are actually extracting from our the values is something that's innate to us so our values and strengths is something that's innate to us so our values it's they already live there it's not something that we invent or something that we want to be it's something that somehow is already inside of us so values should drive where we should work values should drive what type of a business we want to be with what type of industry and then our strength and it's very interesting that corporate culture is very much focused on strength and weaknesses, but with an idea that you have to give a lot of feedback around weaknesses and how to improve them. And sometimes you do need to improve your weaknesses, but fundamentally you want to build your career around your strength. So where you should work should be defined by your values, but what you should be doing should be defined by your strength. Wow. Very, wow. So that's the paradigm in which I bring my students on an inquiry about where and what they could be doing. Right. Wow. That's very, that's very fascinating. So, and then your process of basically identifying what your values is, you, 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 your students go through that. Process. I help people, I help people to people get clear about what are their values, what are their strengths. And then we create in that paradigm, different ideas of different types of leaps they could be making. Wow. So then we can go from something that somebody is, um, you know, risk averse, or maybe have some circumstance in life where they cannot take a lot of risk. They could be maybe do a very similar job function just in an organization or industry that's aligned with their values. Right. Or two, you know, if somebody has really some big idea about how to solve a problem in the world, they could apply it there. So we explore a lot of different ideas and we discuss how we can actually approach them. Wow, that's very, that's amazing. And so what happens if somebody is so limited in their vision um, and their experience that they're just so stuck in their skills and their, their own exposure that they don't, they can't even think, you know, of other possibilities? Like, what would you, what would you suggest? Well, I take them through the process. So they, can, right. you know, so they come into my programs with an idea right. that they will explore these different options. Right. So I take them on a journey in a way. That's amazing. That's really, right, exactly. That's fascinating. So, so and you, you, this was birthed through your own, um, you know, like your own inner conflict of what you've been, what you were applying yourself to versus what you're passionate yeah. about. And now what you're doing is in line very much with your, with your values. With my values, yeah. With my values and with my strengths, yeah. That's amazing. Um, what, what would you say is, is a challenge? I mean, this seems like a really big challenge that you overcame and you, you inspire other people to live a life that is purposeful, but what would you say like for people that, um, for people that are challenged now, you know, that are listening to this and don't necessarily feel, um, in alignment with their, they don't know where to go. They don't know, um, what to do. I mean, they could, they will definitely check you out. We're going to, um, share about your, your program, but for the, someone to, you know, who's now yeah. first steps, what would you? Well, first of all, they need to acknowledge where they are. 
And very often people are in the place of what I called justified paralysis, meaning they know they're not in action. They know they don't know what to do. And they have all the justifications of why they are like that. So something has to move people into action. So sometimes it could be outside factors where people losing job or, you know, a business closing, but sometimes it has to really come from people. And I think we're living in this extraordinary time where people got time to reflect in a way and they went through a big change in their lifestyles because of quarantine. And so I think there is this opportunity. So, so that I would say the first thing you need to confront the fact that they want to do something about it and that they're willing to do the work. So the second thing I would ask people, you know, I I do take them through an exercise, but but you think about what values, what what matters to you, what matters to you since I I always go back to childhood. When you were wanted, when you were a child, you wanted to be something. Why? Why you wanted to be that? Someplace there your values are. Because, so, Think about your values and then look, I think it's important right now, we have a lot of access to information. Look for industries that are aligned with your values. Look for leaders that are aligned with your values. Listen to people. You know, one of the, you know, there are a few things that I, the few muscles that I build with my students. One of them is how to bring your values to life, to your career, to everything that you do. And the second one, how to look and the values of an organization that you're interviewing with or your boss or the organization that you currently work at, how to see what their values are, how to compare them with your values. So you need to go, so I would recommend people to get into inquiry about who they are, what, like what are their values, what, what who they are. And I would, that, that, that's, very, that's very true very, and, uh, and definitely, uh, seems like the, the right thing to do. And I also, what came to my mind is, I feel like a lot of people, uh, definitely myself, when I was you know, trying to figure out what, what I feel passionate about versus everything I was raised to believe and everything mm-hmm. I was raised to understand about you know, uh, uh, success and, and the right way and the right approach. So there's always these like dialogues between the right thing to do versus um, what my gut, my, my, you know, inner Mm -hmm. inner compass, as you said. And so there's that strong fear, you know, of going against the people or going against the the concept, you know, what, Mm -hmm. what, is there anything that you would advise what people should do when that fear um, is so, is so heavy? Yeah. So I just, so one one thing I I really, you know, if people clear what they're passionate about is one thing, but I also want to take out passion of the equation because I don't know whether people always clear what they are. That's why I think coming from values, I, I think my suggestion that they put to the side their skills and experience for, for a moment, they can always bring them back for consideration, but they should really start with their values and their strengths to understand where and what they should be doing. And what I, in terms of the fear, listen, fear will come, but I, they shouldn't buy themselves on a, on a journey. And on the journey they explore, sometimes the fear is also, before there is fear, you need to understand what's out of there. And sometimes we disregard that in current environment where we live, there is actually many more opportunities. Like in the past six months, 
you know, I, I've been working with people that had their jobs were being local or close to their job was one of the important considerations because they had children and they had a lot of other responsibility. So think about we live in an environment that suddenly you could pretty much work for any type of business or any type of an organization. So suddenly your options are much bigger. Before you get to fear, look around, what are your options? Think about your, well, forget about your skills and experience, but think about your options from your values perspective. What are those industries that would be aligned with your values? What are those organizations that, so you will get to fear. And sometimes if you have too much fear, don't make a big leap, make a little leap. You know, make a leap that makes you comfortable, that's aligned, you know, with, with needs of your family. Some people are courageous and some people are willing to make bigger leaps. You know, this, this is very hard to advise, but fear, we face it all the time. Right. We do fear, face fear all the time. And I do think that, um, you know, when, when, when we allow ourselves to get curious about the different options, um, it comes from the, the ability to actually be curious. I think that fear in my experience, my fear hindered my curiosity because yep. the fear was the overwhelming um, emotion, you know? So it was like, I didn't even give myself the opportunity to get curious because I was right. just like, that's danger, to, you know? Yep. Um, is there but any- I would, say, I would say there are many factors to what that justified paralysis. So one of them is fear. One of them, you can truly authentically not knowing what to do and what to do next. Right. So here I want to leave listeners with an idea of, of some little thing they could do. They could inquire what their values are. I gave an example of my value. So my career values are making a difference, clarity, and self-expression. So this is just like a little thing to get people start guiding themselves. And then think about industries and organizations that would be aligned with those values. Who are those leaders? Are you following them on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, wherever you're following them? Are you listening them, their TED Talks? Just get engaged, get out of justified paralysis for whatever reason it is, fear or whatever other reason, get out of it, get into the world and bring your values as the, the filter through which you listen. Get, you know, Focus on these things, you know, narrow down the things that align with your values. Right. And then from there, you can examine, explore and try and see. That's amazing. That's true. Yeah, to definitely get out of that zone and just get exposed to, to, to what's out there. That's beautiful. And I'm so grateful and thankful for your time and your wisdom. Um, and I'll be so excited for everybody to hear this. Where could they find uh, more about your program? Do you have a website? Yeah, so my website is thecareerleap.com. Thecareerleap.com. Amazing. And I will be launching my next program in January. And yeah, so it's exciting. Amazing. That's amazing. So I, I, hope, I hope we're going to get people to do that because that's something that seems to be so necessary and such a need, especially during this time. Thank you so much, Misha. It was such a pleasure. To it's have my you. pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. I'll see you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Oh My God with Zelda Volko. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to leave a review, share it with your friends, and subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode. Tune in next week for another interview with another badass boss.